When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Offspeed Podcast. My name is Grace Leader. I am your host for this podcast where we dive into different sports stories and different sports around the world. I'm excited to be chatting this week about a sport, uh, maybe sports adjacent, marching band. And I'm going to be joined by Chappelle, who dropped some wild facts on us, not only about marching band, but about his marching band career. In this episode, we're also going to chat through the first week of the NFL season with Chappelle. So looking forward to that. Uh, Yeah, let's jump right into it. No need to waste any time. Here is my conversation with Chappelle. All right, we are back. I am excited to be joined by the one, the only Chappelle. Chappelle, how you doing? I'm good, Grace. I'm excited. I've never done this before, this uh, off-speed thing. So I'm happy yeah. to be here. Sports, you know, we do sports yeah. on, on uh, the Real Out TV wrap-ups. Yeah, well, I'm excited you're here. I mean, it seems like an odd one. Uh, I think between the two of us, uh, maybe we could throw in Mike Bloom. Like, what podcast have we not done, you know? I think. Yeah, so, yeah. You are a very busy lady, okay? You are a very everywhere. busy man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're all over the place. Uh, yeah. yeah, if we had Mike here, we'd cover at least uh, 75 to 85% of the podcast on RHAP and PSR. People are going to start, uh, like, turning off, or they're going to look at, I think, timestamps on, like, a podcast that you, myself, or Micron, and, like, they'll be like, oh, it's two hours, but, like, half an hour of that should just be plugs. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. The rest, the rest <laughs> is nothing, you know? Uh, the rest is the contents, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, wait wait till we get to the end of this, because uh, <laughs> between you and I, it's going to be a ridiculously long uh, plug session, if you will. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, that's the way it goes, you know? Yeah. Um, so, Chappelle, since this is your first time on the show, I do like to ask mm-hmm. people, what is your sports history? What's your background? What sports did you watch as a kid? Who are you a uh, fan of? Uh, teams, players, etc. Um, give us give us the dirt. Yeah. I, OK, let's just pick a sport. OK, so when I was a wee lad, <laughs> yes. I used to I used to uh, play baseball. That was like my my thing because uh, I'm very fast. I, I've always been a runner. Yes. Uh, so I was like, oh, yeah, baseball. If I just get getting hit the ball, then I'll be fine because no one's going to catch me. And, mm-hmm. it, and, it, and, it, and it worked out well for a while until yes. one day I just stopped playing baseball. Wow. <laughs> it was like I looked up and was like. Mm, it's hot outside. I don't want to go. Uh, but I are remember, you still a baseball fan? I don't feel like you you tweet that much about baseball. Not, you're not baseball. Not at all. I am yeah. an, uh, an Astros I, fan, which is hard to say sometimes. Uh-oh. You know? Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to put that take in the trash. <laughs> See, <laughs> I, I, I this didn't know that. This is what happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I totally like baited you into that one. Uh, I didn't know yeah. you were an Astros fan, but I was wondering if you're a baseball fan. I feel like baseball. Uh, I love it because of its slowness. Like I feel like I'm mm. moving too fast the rest of the time. That like I love. I love baseball for its slowness, but I feel like for some people, it's just like, no, it's not my speed, you know? And I feel like it, baseball isn't your speed, if that makes sense. No, I, I can appreciate the slowness because I am also someone who moves very quickly. Uh, but like, again, it, it's just one of those things where it was like, it was at the, the top of my interest when I was uh, like a, a small child. And yes. I, I remember having like a Ken Griffey Jr. like signed. Uh, like, he was you know, the not, coolest, not, guy, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was amazing. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I got to be like that guy. And so um, it was a good time. But I, like I said, somewhere, I think I think what it is, I had a growth spurt. And so mm-hmm. there was a time where I was like, oh, I was kind of short. But I, I could run really fast. And so I was like, oh, yeah, this this game was good for me. And then I had a growth spurt in high school and people were like, so basketball? And I was like, no, <laughs> but um, it just kind of happened. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. no, uh, yes. No, no high school wants to see like a six two like sophomore walking around like I don't play basketball. <laughs> you know, yeah, so. yeah. Every other student is like oh, the wasted potential on that man. <laughs> oh, exactly. They're like, oh, dear God, if we could just get it. I'm like six two isn't even that tall for a basketball player. Um. Spoiler That's the alert. problem is like if you have your school like trends lower on the average and you just happen to be tall in your high school, it's like this will actually be more meaningless because I'll just be good at it in high school and I, nothing will happen afterwards. Yeah, which kind of leads us to our discussion because I, I identify basketball as something that I 
could do, but I, w- I was never going to be the best at it. And I never was going to care enough about it because I always kind of wanted to be a baseball player. Um, so around eighth or ninth grade, I right around high school started, I got into marching band. And um, yeah, the rest is history. Um, I love this because I'm excited to get into marching band uh, uh, with you because I, I feel like there is a degree to which I feel like it is surprising that you are a marching band person. But I'm excited mm-hmm. for you to like break down that stereotype that like, uh, no, there is a exact reason why it like makes perfect sense that Chappelle uh, is in marching band. Very quickly before we move on, you are also you're you're a big Ravens fan. Is that correct? I feel like there's so I, many Ravens fans in the in the podcasting uh, RHP world. There are four of us currently, yes, but yeah. we are actively recruiting. So if anybody who's wait, who know, are the whose four? team is down and out, it's myself, Mari, Jason Reed, and Puya is our yeah, most just drafted recruit. Puya. Yeah, we this drafted draft Puya there. recently. That's I good. thought so. Yeah. 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 So, so no, we're, we're, it's not a lot of us, but it is a condensed, you know, like the class of 2020 came in like three deep. And so uh, it feels right. like there's a lot of us. Yeah, I feel like uh, uh, RJP, rightly so, it feels like it has like uh, very big like New York energy. So I actually kind of appreciate that. Like it just feels like there's like a ton of Baltimore Ravens fans. Uh, I actually like that. <laughs> so we can drown out uh, the Jets of it all in baseball. It's like every guest. I'm like, tell me your sports. Fan. They're like, I grew up a Yankees fan. <laughs> this is so right. annoying. <laughs> Right. Or you listen yeah. to Robin and Keith and they're both like, we like the Mets and we That's like right. the Jets. So I was just like, dear God, I've never met any fans of these teams because I'm in Texas, you know? And uh, uh, for me, it was like being a part of RJP is like, oh, now I got to hear about other people's uh, teams and sports. It's like, I don't know how I feel about this, but I'm okay with uh, some of these fan bases hanging around. Um, I like for me that uh, as a Canadian uh, in NHL and the NBA, we only get one team. And so it's like pretty <laughs> much most of the time, like you're Raptors fan. Yeah, I'm a Raptors fan. You're Blue Jays fan. Yeah, I'm a Blue Jays fan. There's a strong Blue Jays contingent in the uh, RHAP podcasting world uh, uh, between Jenny and Haley and myself, I think. And I'm probably missing some people anyway. But uh, yeah. OK, so you got a new draft pick in Puya. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty great. Um, we'll get into some NFL talk later, but let's talk marching band. What? I mean, you said you you that's what you signed up for that's what you joined like what what made you sign up for marching band in the in the first place i'm gonna age myself so when i was in uh, eighth grade uh, a movie called drumline oh yeah amazing yeah. and uh i might have been in seventh grade but regardless it was like um uh, I went to a predominantly black uh, school. I was from the inner city of Houston. And mm-hmm. so uh, like black marching bands were very much a thing. It was all it was always a thing. Black college marching bands, historically black college and university marching bands or whatever. And so it was like something that I was always aware of. I just never thought about doing it. Now I saw the right. movie and I was already in probably like, you know, like intermediate band or something like that, playing the trumpet, you know, just kind of like I need an elective, that kind of thing. Um and I saw the the movie and I was thinking, oh, I could do that. That looks like fun. Or they sound great. You know, and so all of those emotions went into like going into high school. And then when I got to high school, I was like, oh, no, this is very hard. Like this is difficult and they demand a lot of you. And I don't know about this, but, you know, it was something I was able to stick to. I made a lot of friends like that. And then when it came time to go to college, uh, I auditioned for uh, some college bands. So I was looking for a scholarship. I had to figure out a way to pay for school. And uh, yes. and I got offered a few. Yeah, um, I would actually got offered a um a full ride to Hampton University, uh, which uh, I believe is in Virginia. I didn't go, so I don't know. Uh, I also got, I got offered a a partial scholarship to Tennessee State in Tennessee State. And uh, my parents, my mom, she was like, not having it. She was like, you're not leaving Texas. I'm sorry. And I didn't want to go back to living like near my family. I have this phobia of like staying at home with my folks. I, I am. I am also, I'm the one who is like, I, uh, none of my siblings have my brother, but I'm also the one who's like, I'm going to, I'm going to go further. And I'm not that far from my parents, but I am like, kind of the farthest yeah yeah i was determined not to go and so like uh my family is originally from waco texas and that's the home of baylor university yes. and so everybody was just like you should just go to baylor you should just go to baylor you should go to baylor and it's like see this is how i know y'all didn't go to college because we cannot afford baylor and y'all don't even know that yet <laughs> um so i ended up landing on prairie view a&m it's part of the texas a&m system so it's like down the street from texas a&m uh, but they have uh it's a historically black college and so they have a band that i was very familiar with um it wasn't in houston so i didn't feel like i was at home but it's like a little bit outside of Houston. Um, so I felt like I was still close enough if I need to get to anything I needed. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it was just from there on, it was just a uh, experience after experience. I've had some great times in marching band. I've done some things that you, I never thought I would do, you know, as far as like in the band world and traveling and stuff like that. So it was a good time. Yeah. I feel like, I think the thing about 
I think there's two things, which is band and then sort of uh, cheerleading. And I think particularly in terms of like when men are on a cheerleading team, I think that there's sort of the stigma of like, um, oh, you couldn't play, you couldn't play the sport. So you did the other thing that's like adjacent to the sport. Um, and you just like totally downplay that stigma. Like you, you said like very much that you were like, uh, you know, people wanted you to play sports. You could have tried out. You probably could have made uh, the team. So what was it about like these like sport adjacent, the sport adjacent thing in marching band that like drew you to that? Yeah, like after I took my uh, baseball bug off, you know, I, I was I was a big football guy and mm-hmm. I was like, this way I can go to all the football games. I really yeah. like music. I've always had an affinity yeah. for music. And so it was like, I get to go to all the games. I get to play the music, and, you know, and then, uh, like I said, at, at black schools, uh, the marching band is normally a bigger deal than it is at like uh, predominantly white schools. So it's kind of like uh, at, at the predominantly white schools that I'd ever been to or some, like I remember going to the football games and during halftime people go and they get their snacks and they come back. They kind of like, you know, watch the band or whatever. But in my school, it was like people came and sat down for halftime. Like they wanted to see the show. And so it, it didn't even feel like you were taking a back seat to the football team it was like you're almost like an added thing that they're coming to you know yeah i mean um we really don't have very much of a we definitely don't have a college football culture uh, to the like even to like you know 10 percent of what it's like in the united states uh like there there definitely was like we have homecoming games we definitely play but it's like nothing to the degree at which they have in the united states and so that doesn't really trickle down to like high school either like we do have high school football uh, teams. Actually, I don't know if I've said this on the pod, but I was the, uh, eventually by the end of my uh, grade nine year, the starting quarterback for my high school football team, which I think oh. is hilarious uh, in retrospect. Um, but uh, yeah, so we, we certainly just like don't have the same type of culture around, around football. So I think that there's that. And then plus this idea that like, you're talking about that, like marching band. Um, can you explain that about like, why is it that, um, you know, um, uh, more predominantly black schools uh, that have that w- the the culture of marching band like why that um, is a thing that it might not be in in other uh, in like more white schools. Yeah, I think it's probably just the uh, the culture of football in general. So I I, I like I'm from Texas, right? And football mm-hmm. is such a big deal here that like if you are like I've seen uh, Friday Night Lights, Chappelle. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing, you know. It's like um, like the second or third highest paid person in the state in our yes. entire state is like a right. football coach, you know. Right. And so right. so that's the kind of world we live in here. Uh, like you mentioned homecoming earlier, but like the homecoming mom, you know that like flower right. thing that people wear that right. was invented in Texas. That's a okay. that's, that's a hometown thing. So like, like football games are a culture. And I think for a lot of the inner city schools or even like for on the college level, I think uh, there was not a lot of funding for uh, like sports teams, right. For recruiting and stuff like that. Right. right. So I mentioned Texas A&M earlier, but the Texas A&M and my school Prairie View A&M were created at the exact same time uh, because of uh, a land grant act uh, that the government had basically put in place to say that if you built a predominantly white institution or a, at the time, a whites only institution, you had to build a comparable black institution in the same area. Right. And so, so because they were starting to let black people go to college. And so the funding was supposed to be uh, equal as well. But as we know, like legislation happens and then that's the corners get cut. And normally people of color are the ones holding the bag and uh, not getting the bag. Mm. And so a lot of the schools recruiting money and stuff like that, were going to these uh, football teams. Um, at these white schools. Well, for the black schools, they weren't getting that kind of support. So the football teams were not as good, you know, like we could compete with other schools with, you know, uh, the same type of funding model or something like that or size, but Prairie View A&M was a predominantly black school because, you know, they wouldn't let black students get into a white school. That same white school, Texas A&M, it's made up now majority black student athletes. And so it's kind of like if all those students had gone to Prairie View, all that talent, we would be that Texas A&M football team, you know, Um, but because of funding and stuff like that, they really weren't able to kind of make that happen. And it's been a thing that people have been trying to get around for years. So I think it just became, well, let's focus on what we can do well, uh, what we don't need a lot of money to recruit for um, things like uh, the arts. And so when it came to a marching band, it's like the football team isn't good, but if the band could put a, put on a show, then you could still bring in tickets. And so I think a lot of that, trickled down to like the high school levels where I'm from. And so it's, it's like a mirror or like a, like a, like a mini version of the college experience when it comes to marching bands here. Does that make sense? 
that, that I think makes, I'm rambling. No, that makes total sense. It's like a very good explanation. I think of like where, uh, you know, schools were forced to adapt uh, in terms of, yeah, if you don't get the funding, like what else are you going to do? And, and um, yeah, taking on marching band and putting a focus on, on marching band and, and other activities too, that like, yeah, there's more of an even playing field or, or sort of also like, it's just something that other schools are not doing as much. I think that that makes total sense. Um, so what did you play in marching band? Uh, when I first started in in the band, I was a, a trumpet player. That was like my my primary yeah. instrument. Uh, but I never wanted to play the trumpet. I just didn't know what <laughs> I wanted to play. I just yeah, knew, I just knew it wasn't the trumpet, so I would play it, but like begrudgingly. And when I got to uh, high school, we didn't have a trombone section. It just my school just didn't have enough people who wanted to play the trombone, so there was nobody. And I just like kind of nudged my band directors, like, "So what if I play trombone?" With that trombone, and, <laughs> yeah. I was like, Is, "Can I do that?" And he's like, "Yeah, but you got to teach yourself." like who has time to teach you a new instrument and we're like in a, a competition band um so i was like okay so i took it upon myself to learn the trombone and from there i was able to get my scholarships and stuff like that so uh after high school i never i don't think i i maybe played the trumpet once or twice but uh from the from like maybe like uh sophomore year in high school i think i was primarily playing the trombone at all times um and then i learned other instruments along the way brass instruments are weird like that if you learn one you can you can pretty much pick up the rest of them oh, really uh yeah. i love the trombone i think it's amazing uh i'm also a huge fan of uh trombone shorty uh who i yes. actually saw play uh trombone shorty in the orleans uh avenue i saw him play in new orleans uh which was what? like one of, yeah uh i was at uh, a music uh festival and he uh we made sure to Park our butts at his stage. We could watch Trombone Shorty. He's so freaking amazing. He's so good. Uh, I saw so him too in the same in New Orleans. Yeah, it was one of these times where you're walking by and it's like a music fest. You know, New Orleans has so many festivals. What uh, hold on? What music festival were you at? Uh, it wasn't even a music festival. It was like oh, okay. the like a Magnolia festival okay, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was yeah. like it was like uh, like something about like agriculture or something. But okay. they always have music and stuff. And we yeah. like walk past this stage, and of course, us being band geeks, I instantly yeah. like is that trombone shorty? <laughs> and yeah. it was the coolest thing ever. I think it was around the time he dropped his first album. So yeah, that's so crazy. I'm glad somebody else even knows who he is because I, I love him. He's the best. Like if you haven't checked out trombone shorty stuff, like go listen to it right now. Uh, after the pod or pause it as long as you come back. Uh, yeah. He's amazing. Yeah, I saw him at Voodoo Fest like probably like seven years ago ish. Yeah, okay. he's amazing. Yeah, he's yeah. Cool. Uh, he's a, uh, he. I think he did some stuff with uh, up, the Uptown Funk stuff. I mean, you've probably heard his stuff just without realizing that it's like trombone shorty. Yeah, um, he plays the trumpet well too. I mean, like yeah, that's, he does, yeah. he's he's killing it on both of them. He's so good, so good. Um. Okay, so you played, uh, and then so like your, you talked about it being competition, um, and so I have, I know that there are competition uh, uh, marching band stuff, but like, what's the the mix of? Um, do you sort of have you sort of like do the games and then uh, like tour competitions? What what is a what does a marching band competition look like? So like a typical marching band season uh, at most schools, it um, is uh, surrounded by something called UIL, and that's like the the interscholastic like marching band like competitions right and they have that for other stuff too you could go to uil for different fine arts but marching band a lot of those are like those competitions because you have to go and prove a proficiency in different things they have a marching competition sight reading where you just they put a piece of paper in front of you and you just read it off this you know with no practice i think they give you like five or ten minutes to go amongst your band and then you play it they do solos and ensembles where you can prepare a solo yourself and play um so i did all of that and that's kind of more of like the traditional marching band path, right? But then, right. like I said, in Black Souls, it's a little different as well. So we would also prepare for Battle of the Bands. And so if you've ever seen the movie Drumline, it's a big Battle of the Bands at the end where mm -hmm. they come out and everybody does their show and people like, you know, some celebrity group of judges or a random group of like former band people will score it. And then the crowd sometimes get us get to score. And it's basically just to get people as hype as possible. Um, and like I'm saying, we have to do both, honestly, uh, because right. you, if you want your school to get funding, you need to be bringing in the UIL stuff because that's more school related. But then right. if you want to be legitimate in the black marching band community, you have to be able to do the show style is what we call it. Uh, and be able to put on the show for it. Like, um, about all the bands we do parades as well you know but like i said it's very it's a lot less uh military and structured than um like a typical uil competition band would be um so tell me like your um some of the competitions that you played in like what kind of um like sort of uh, performances are you like putting on was there like a style that you like you had was is this like uh is like your coach like picking different uh, like songs and music or like a set like like how, how does a set come together essentially for like specifically I think competition is where it's kind of the most interesting 
Yeah, I mean, for UIL, you normally do like some traditional marches, something that really shows off your technical skills. So something with a lot of runs or something that takes, you know, show a level of difficulties that you as a band can play. Um, And then with marching style, it's very much like your horns always up to the front and up to the, you know, to the press box so everybody can hear you. Um, You never really turn your back on the crowd because you want them to get the full sound. You're making your shapes out there. Whatever the case may be, it might be, you know, it's, maybe it's Halloween and you're doing a show and it, all the songs are like, you know, spooky songs or something. You know, you're making yeah. little jack-o'-lanterns shapes <laughs> on the field or something, you know, cool stuff what's, like that. What's the uh, Michael Jackson uh, thriller? You do the, the thriller, thriller. Yeah, you do thriller, you do the thriller. You do, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But then like in the show style bands or, uh, you know, the 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 more like um, the college level band stuff that we were doing was more like. Uh, we could bring our football team saying like our football team is going to play this other football team. They have a band that's very similar to ours. We're going to see whose band gets the more crowd response or, you know, or the internet. Cool. Like if you, po- if you post it on YouTube, who are the, the, the audience going to say was the better band, who, more entertaining, had the best songs was louder. A lot of that in, uh, in the South specifically is like a big deal. Like the, the volume of your band, how loud can they play and still be right. clean and coherent, you know, and it doesn't sound distorted. Um, so it's a lot of that going, on as well so you have little mini battles you know it's like the big boss might be the battle of bands at the end of the year but on your way to that path you have to like stop at the football games and handle your business there too so it's it's very much competitive all the way through I mean, that makes sense to me. You always want to be like sort of, I think to have a competitive edge so that you don't like show up at Battle of the Bands, you're a little bit like, oh, now we're in a competition. Like the rest of it has just been like, uh, you know, I think there is maybe a reputation a little bit. And again, this is coming from someone who's like, so not been, uh, uh, you know, uh, witnessed much to like marching band culture. But I do think it does kind of seem like that's pretty lackadaisical until there is like uh, the, the big show competition. So it makes sense that you would like, probably like input a little bit more of that competitive uh, nature outside of just the big competition, you know? Yeah. You want everybody battle tested and ready, you know? And then yeah. like, uh, like, like we said, a lot of times the bands were carrying the reputations of these historically black schools. So it's like, you cannot take the day off. You can't right. go out there with your marching flip folio and you're turning through pages and playing, you know, flight of the bumblebee. Like, eh, it's not going to get you far. Um, you need to come out there and play and dance. And, you know, we're doing stunts. Uh, like I, I've hurt myself doing a ton of stunts in the marching band. It just, it just happens sometimes. Um, uh, but it, it's all about putting on a show because you, you maybe at the end of the year, there is no battle of the bands. And then you just have to go off of your last, you know, few YouTube clips. And if people are looking at you and saying, well, the band across from you is better then that go, there goes your recruiting right there. You know, um, why would I go to this band if everybody in the YouTube comments is saying it doesn't, it just doesn't add up to that other band. So it's very mm-hmm. competitive throughout. And uh, the, the heat is always on in the black college bands. Interesting. That's one that I, I think I would have like uh, not expected as much that it's like uh, like quite more competitive than even uh, I thought it I thought it was. That's interesting. I'll, I'll ask you this so you can like either have an answer now or later, but I want to know like like performances that you're like really specifically like proud of. I know you just talked about like you have injuries. So maybe uh, I'm interested in the other side as well of like times you were like, oh, we could have just been better and like what kind of went wrong. But uh, like, yeah, the highs and the lows of like marching band. Oh yeah. I could talk to you about all those things. Like it yes. was a it was such a big part of my life, honestly. Yeah. Um in in high school when I was still playing the trumpet, I remember um think you know, I was trying to get out desperately. And uh and mm-hmm. uh, I was not friends like with the trumpet section. Like I was like they it was very clear that I was ready to jump ship. It was like Wait, hold on. Are there is there like clicks within uh I mean I feel it feels like uh that's inevitable and also not great. Uh, that like it's just like I don't want to be with the trumpet guys. <laughs> Yeah, well, the trumpet section uh, in, in, in high school, my specific trumpet section, like I think I felt like there was like favoritism being thrown. Uh, the okay. person who was in charge, there was the section leader. She was by, she was the best one of us all. all. Okay. But I didn't, yes. I felt like I was like not as good as her, not by any means, but I felt like I was better than some of the other bums we were with. Yeah, um, and and uh, when it came time for people. Name to, like, names. To, yeah, I don't know. Trust me, I've been waiting for this like, my whole life. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, when it came time for us to pick our parts you know like you want stronger players who can who can hit the notes as trumpet players you have to kind of be able to go up there um on the higher notes sometimes and i was like i could do this but i was never given that shot and besides i wanted out anyway so it's kind of like i was kind of yeah. beefing with them low-key um you spend a lot of time a lot of time with people in the band you know you find this traveling and practice before school a lot of times after school football games a lot of time and so it was kind of like i could feel myself pulling away and thinking i can get out of here so it was a tough time but before I left, um, I remember uh, we were all just kind of hanging out 
And um, we got called into the band room and they had this big announcement for us. And they're like, oh, you know, the Super Bowl is coming to Texas. Uh, and I was like, oh, wow, this is crazy. And they're like, yeah, but we need the marching band to be a part of it. And I'm thinking, oh, like you want me to be in the Super Bowl? And I'm like 14, 15 years old or whatever. Um, yes. And and yeah. And so they were saying, OK, well, we don't need y'all to play because we're going to have two of the college bands coming in. They were they at University of Houston and Texas Southern University's um, college bands coming in. But they said, but we do need y'all to be a part of the show, like in the act and in the uh, in the crowd and stuff like that. So um, when I was a freshman in high school, uh, I was in the Super Bowl um, and it was incredible. Is this Super Bowl uh 34 am i looking at the right one 2004 is that sound right uh, patriots and the panthers is that right yeah that's the one and wow. um and grace you might remember the super bowl even better because during the half show there. there was there was <laughs> yeah. yes of course there was yes. nelly p diddy kid rock yeah. as well the two marching bands justin timberlake and the janet oh, jackson oh you got to see this one live you were front row I was to this one front front row center um because they yeah. gave us specific rules to not go in front of the other stages but if anybody's ever listened to me podcast you know i bend those <laughs> from time to time uh -huh. and so uh -huh. i wanted to be in, in front of janet jackson stage at by the end and i got lucky yes. um in a number of ways i was able to make it there and then um mm. it, you know uh, the rest is history um it was a great wow. experience it took we practiced for like three days because everything had to be set up you had to wear certain clothes this that, and the other but it was like the earliest highlight of just marching band changing my life it was just a very weird coincidence you, you went to the super bowl yeah i That's went so cool yeah and that was the first time i went they give you a ring or what no, I didn't get a ring. <laughs> I should have got a ring. Yeah, I should have got a ring. Maybe if the Texans were in the Super Bowl, you know, but, but at that time, you know, the Patriots and the Panthers were doing their thing, so we didn't we didn't get a ring. But we did get to say we were we were in the Super yeah. Bowl halftime show. That's like a very good uh, like two truths and a lie fact of like I've been in the Super Bowl. You know, people will be like, uh -huh. "No, you haven't. You didn't play." And then you'd be like, "I was in the marching band that during the well, Super Gra Bowl." Yeah. Well, Grace, I was in the Super Bowl twice. Oh my See, god, that's a better <laughs> two truths and a lie. Wow. Okay. Yeah, well, or you so, can use those both because then and then but then one just would be the lie. Um, yeah, but okay. What other Super Bowl were you in? Well, when I was in college at Prairie View, um, I think it was 2010. I um, hope there's another weird incident, and so you just are like, I hope you're the Forrest Gump of marching band Super Bowl acts, where like I was every time they come Jackson to Texas, one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, no, that's fair. If I if they come back to Texas and I'm not in the Super Bowl, it doesn't count. That's right. Um, so I was in school and I, at that time I had been playing the trombone for, for a while. Um, and we had an issue with our drum line. So a lot of the drummers were, uh, they had some great issues. We had a lot of stuff going on with the drummers. I think we had a bunch of freshmen who were on the drum line at that time. Mm -hmm. And typically freshmen just don't do that well in college straight out the gate they need more yeah. assistance they need more leadership this kind of stuff and we didn't have any upperclassmen and the drum line that were readily available to help them so after the first semester of school a lot of them were back at home you know trying to get their grades up at community college whatever the case may be and so we had a big meeting and said we've been contacted to do the super bowl uh but we don't have enough drummers so wow. we need people who can play the drums and i'm sitting there and my hand just kind of goes up and I don't know why, because I don't do you know how to play drums. the drums. <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> but I felt like it, how hard could this be? And sure. so. So, yes, I um, they needed people to play snare drum, tenor drum and they needed some cymbal players. They needed some trumpet players and they needed uh, the drum majors there as well. Um, and so uh, I reached over uh, to my friend. I said, we're doing this. And next thing you know, oh, wow. we were in the Super Bowl in Dallas, Texas uh, for the Steelers. And I believe it's the Packers. The Packers um, and, yeah. and this Packers time won, I was. Yeah. yeah. And thank God, because if I was ever in a, in a building where the Steelers <laughs> have to win a game, dear God, I'll kill myself. Uh -huh. I mean, uh -huh. no, I won't kill myself. But I'm saying I would be very upset um, and I probably would have gone to jail. But. I did all of that. And yes, this time I performed in the Super Bowl halftime show. I just wasn't a part of it. Uh, and so I was a drummer with the Black Eyed Peas. The and Black Eyed Peas. Do you know who uh, I saw also at Voodoo Fest? The Black Eyed <laughs> Peas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've we yeah. basically been hanging out this whole time. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're in New Orleans again. But yeah, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah. You're Forrest and I'm Gump. So that's right. That's right. Yeah. So so basically, yeah, that's what happened. Uh, I ended up in the Super Bowl. It was a crazy experience. Uh, we met Usher and Fergie and uh, all the, the all the Black Eyed Peas and Slash. Slash uh, was, played. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, 
it was it was incredible. I've never done anything like that before. Uh, I definitely got injured uh, preparing for that one, but no injury was going to stop me from being a part of Super Bowl halftime show. Every now and then, I like tweet out the video, but yeah, it's it's a thing. I did it twice uh, uh, earlier today. Uh, that this uh, that the pod will drop earlier in the week than you're listening to this. Uh, Josh Wiggler and I did an Emmys reaction uh, a podcast uh, uh, highlighting uh, all the things from the Emmys the previous night, um, and I saw that last night the Emmys actually won. Uh, the Super Bowl, sorry, halftime show won an Emmy, and now I want to like go back and see if not only are if you appeared in the Super Bowl, I wonder if you're an Emmy award winning <laughs> like drummer <laughs> slash trombonist. If like any previous Super Bowls have won a halftime show, uh, I don't know if it was like variety performance or whatever, but because that would be amazing too. Yeah, no, that I just yeah, know if that I won an Emmy, night, and nobody uh, told me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I just know that uh, um, last night, uh, the last year's Super Bowl or this year's Super Bowl, I guess, uh, won an Emmy for the, the performance. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, one thing I do know about the Super Bowl halftime show that I was in, we broke the world record for most televised event. But I think the Super wow. Bowl does that every like two years. Every year. like every yeah, like every time it like tops itself. But at the time, we were the record holder for like the most televised like sports event or something. Pop- population um, growth, you know, so annoying. Yeah, this is more yeah. people. To I was like, I got the record for like a day and a half. Uh, but but we had it, and uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. And like, I can see myself in the videos and stuff. Like, it's, it's very dope. that's cool. Uh, yeah. That's amazing. Um, I'm interested, uh, like you talked to, we talked, you know, touch on a little bit where you were like, Oh, I want to get, you know, I want to be in the trumpets, but could you talk a little bit about like, what, what is like the culture of marching band? You talked about like spending a lot of time, uh, um, with people. I, I, I felt that certainly when I was like on the football team and then, uh, I feel like, <laughs> I, I contain multitudes. I was also on our quiz team uh, for a while um, mm. in, in high school. And yeah, you, you, these long bus rides, you, you go, you stay in hotels and all this stuff. But, but like, um, is there any specifically about like marching band culture that you feel like you look back on, like really reminisce about like why and why it was like special? Yeah. Um, so like, I've, like I said, I've had multiple experiences in marching bands. I've been in a part of, you know, predominantly white marching bands and black ones just be throughout like comp- competitions and stuff. And so like you do get the sense that, you know, you, you the section you're with, you spend a lot of time with a lot of times just because you got to practice so much. But then also you play instruments and you start to feed off each other. I think the best marching bands are the ones where you could have 25 people in the trumpet section, but they all know each other's strengths and weaknesses and kind of, kind of pick up on that. Um, and so yeah. you, you do bond a lot, but in the black marching band world, it's just, it is like a uh, trial by fire. Yeah, I remember just being thrown in the deep end and then being like, all you freshmen are together. Y'all are all a unit. You need to take care of each other. Make sure because y'all are all away from home at college for the first time. You know, that kind of thing. Keep your grades up. Help each other practice because when you show up for rehearsal, it's not practice, it's rehearsal. So you should already know your music. Um, and so I spent a lot of time with the people who came in with me as a freshman. Um, we just we did everything together. And then, you know, as we got older, we still are, are you know, relatively close. Get happy birthdays and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, as a trombonist, I always kind of felt like, like we were kind of in our own little bubble the drum line they're always kind of like featured uh, a lot of times because you know they, they can they can stand alone a lot of times um but in our band we definitely like we're able to highlight different instruments so you might be right. able to stand up and the trumpets just play by themselves you know for like a song or the trombones are able to play a song or something like that sometimes you play a song at the other band's trombones and then the, their trombones play one back you know and so right. uh because it's so competitive and stuff it's like a team and then there's their little teams within it and so um it's, it gets kind of clickish sometimes um sure. but it's all in good fun um i know uh you could you uh, host a show called Nothing But Netflix. I feel like uh, Netflix having uh, you covered uh, the F1 uh, show on Netflix. I know there's like a bunch more of those coming. There's a golf show, I believe, and maybe a tennis show. I think there's at least one other. I feel like Marching Man in the vein of uh, what was the was the cheerleading show just called Cheer? cheer? Yeah. Yes. I feel like in the vein of that. I know that the post Cheer were. I know there's been some controversy about who mm-hmm. they highlighted, but uh, that's not on them. Uh, that's on the individuals <laughs> uh, who are on the show. So I feel, oh, I guess there, it looks like there was a show called Marching Orders, uh, a TV show, a Netflix documentary show. So maybe they tried it and they they didn't like it, but I feel like that would be interesting. Yeah. Oh, um, one of the other things my school is known for um, is being on Netflix because uh, a few years ago, I'd, I'd, after I'd graduated, um, we got this like cryptic email from one of our former band members who was like this big, he's like this big wig and like choreography and stuff like that now we're right. like what, what's this guy about right and um he contacts us and like can anybody take off three months out of their like uh, out of their life but i can't tell you why like anybody anybody who still plays the instrument does that other and we all kind of read the email and i was like what no i can't agree to that with like this limited information he's like it's worth it i swear 
We're minding our own business. Beyonce shows up at Coachella. It's on Netflix. Beyonce's Coachella performance, the band that she used was my yes. college. Uh, a lot of those members were from my college marching band because the, yes. the lead choreographer um, and uh, well, the lead choreographer had reached out to one of our former bandmen and he hooked us. He hooked us up like he just told him like they wow. had spots for people. And so had I not had a job and a life at the time, I probably could have been on stage with Beyonce uh, at Coachella. And so, um, you know. Also Emmy nominated. I would have got an Emmy nomination. Yeah. I did so. I did go and look at the two. The Super Bowl halftime shows were not nominated or and then mm-hmm. therefore did not win uh uh either of these uh years that you were you were there. I believe unless I'm looking at the wrong years. Uh yeah, no. Yeah, no. Sadly, yeah. but uh yeah, and I missed my Beyonce nomination as well. Uh, but like it wasn't the entire band wasn't made up of my former band, but it was a lot of us alumni that I know and friends that I know just through that community that got to do this amazing thing. And so yeah, although Netflix doesn't have like the next big marching band show, um uh, they've been showing love to marching band in different ways. Um yeah. I did I did cover on the uh RHP wrap ups, yes. um, the show March on CW. Yes, that's um, right. Yeah, which is very similar. But this is how I know that you, place. this is how I know that you did marching band is from that. Oh, episode. okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just thought people were tired of seeing my Super Bowl tweets about me being in the marching band. Like, you know, the Super Bowls. I got tweeted once a year. And they were, I'm, yeah. I'm sure people are like, okay, Chappelle, we get it. And so in terms of, I'm just, I went to the Wikipedia page. They won they won the uh, Emmy Award for Outstanding Variety Specials. What, uh, and this was like uh, um, the the rap group that, that performed this year, which is kind of cool yes. that they, they won. Um, but I went back, I, I was like looking around like 2011, 2012. In, in both of those years, I don't know which year you would have been nominated, but in both years, do you know what was, what was nominated in that category and said they didn't win but the the academy awards itself was nominated for <laughs> outstanding variety special and that feels unfair uh that they would get the, the academy awards would nominate themselves for an academy award that feels right that feels wrong that feels like and, it shouldn't and, happen and they also won the academy award no too? do you know what kept winning these years is the tony awards just kept winning <laughs> 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 the Tony Awards won for like five years straight from 2010 to 2014. Yeah, that's, that's hilarious. incredible. Yeah, I, I yeah. bet they have to like throw it to the Tonys because it, yeah. it's too self-serving if they just keep yeah. giving it to themselves. Yeah, hey, um, wanna, was, yeah, and we'll get a Tony Award for something. <laughs> best, <laughs> best audio read of the like introductions or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Eventually, the Academy Awards are going to have their own EGOT. Yeah, and, it's, and, the Emmys are, and the Emmys are too, you know. Wow, that blew my mind. That uh, yeah, the the Oscars getting an ega really blows yeah. my mind. Wow. It, um, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, anything else you should know? Like, what did I miss? What? What? Because I'm, uh, you know, so I don't know that much about marching band. What? What did I miss that people should should know? If someone's like, I never thought about marching band. Like, how, what? What should they do? What? What should they they go if they're like, you know, in high school, university age, thinking about should I do marching? Yeah. Band? Um, yeah, one of the things I didn't talk about is because like uh, we always joked when I was in college that there's like really no professional marching bands. Like it's kind of like that's as high up as it gets. I think um, I there's do, only three NFL teams, right? Including your Baltimore Ravens. Including the Baltimore march, Ravens. Marching yeah. Band, yeah. I've actually thought about uh, trying out for them, you know, just like passively. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those thoughts like, I mean, do I get to come to the games for free? That's you know, right. like that's, that's all right. I care about. Um, and it's got to be less work than what we were doing in college, dear God. But um, yeah, I don't uh, think there's many competitions. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's like uh-huh. you're just up there playing to whoever's listening. Uh, but uh, Drum Corps International, Drum Corps, um, they uh, they call them DCI. It's like the professional marching band world championship type situation. Um, it's called the Drum and, and Bugle Corps. Um, and so um, it's this whole thing where it's kind of like... Uh, like the predominantly white version of what I was just talking about with the, uh, with the black bands and the, the battle of the band situation. Um, but those bands sound amazing. You know, a lot of yeah. kids I think give up on, you know, band because it's like they need elective or whatever. And then they're like, oh, I don't really want to be a professional musician, so I'm not going to do it. But there are other avenues, uh, you know, aside from just, you know, majoring in music and, and being mm-hmm. like the, in, in whiplash too, you know, there's, uh, right. there's more, <laughs> there's right. more than, to band than that. So then there's other avenues and, you know, um, and like I said, I have friends that were in the Beyonce, you know, Coachella thing, like, you know, marching band yeah. is, it just kind of, um, it, it, it will surprise you with the amount of opportunities that you could get from it. I mean, I've done the Rose Bowl parade, you know, on New Year's day, you know, I've, it's just, it's been a, it's been a blast. Uh, so I guess that's what I would always want people to oh. know. Like, cause yeah, 
I, like my dad, he never understood why I was in marching band. He's like, what, what, what do you like about this? I was like, I like music. And then he's like, oh, okay. But then every time I got to go home or, you know, and tell him about this cool opportunity I got, you know, like imagine telling your parents you're going to be in the Super Bowl again. You know, they, yeah, you think again. they believed me? They did That's not. Right. And, and yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's just, it's given me so many opportunities. And I think that most parents should just consider, you know, the appreciating the arts saving mm-hmm. the art you know we mm-hmm. love the arts here um and so yeah i th- i think that's my biggest takeaway it's just it it builds team building but it is not as uh physical as some of these uh contact sports may be yeah i think that uh, a big thing i i've realized over like doing this podcast especially when i'm talking through different uh sports like things that are not these like traditional you know that we're not just talking about baseball or football or hockey or whatever um we get into these other things is just how much i think often the biggest like driving factor between why people like stay in those is, is often like community um, and building uh, getting to do something that like, yeah, of course you should enjoy it. Like don't go and do but you're also not going to build community with people who are like, you know, don't like doing what you're doing. But if you're like thinking like, I like music, I like, you know, I've always wanted to play an instrument. Like I do feel like, uh, yeah, it's like a, it could be a good fit. And, and I feel like um, a lot of what I've seen, is that people will be like, yeah, I wanted to try. I was looking for something where I could like find community. And I was also interested in like ultimate Frisbee. So I went and did ultimate Frisbee. Now I have this really great community. So, uh, I mean, what is sports if not like all of us watching and like being fans of, you know, the Baltimore Ravens or whatever to have like community, right? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. I mean, that's, that's what kept me going. And I know so many other people latch on to that kind of stuff. Um, and it's just one of those things where you, you get in it thinking, you know, I just, I'm just going to play around, see what's happening. And then next thing you know, you're in, engulfed in this world and you want right. to be part of the best and you want to always have put on a good show. And then, you know, like I said, it helped me pay for college. I really don't have any complaints about my time in marching band. There's a, a like, um, like a dark side to marching band. Like there's a dark side to everything, you know, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but all of my uh, marching band experience was great for the most part. So, um, you know, I, like I said, I could talk about it for hours. Honestly, uh, I, I love all the marching band movies and television shows, but I always watch yeah. them because it's like, you kind of have that moment where you relive your glory days. Uh, it, it nothing makes me happier than when I see like a like a like a tiny kid with it walking with their trumpet case because I'm like oh you know one uh, one day yeah. you could be in the Super Bowl. I have the same thing with like summer camp. It's a thing that like completely shaped my life, like helped me tremendously. When you're talking about like having a thing that you can be like, these are all the skills I took from this thing that I didn't even like really realize were happening at the time. Uh, it's the same thing, and I'm always like uh, to my like nieces, like uh, to my brother, like when you send your kid to camp, like your kid's got to go to camp. You mm-hmm. know, it's like makes my my heart warm. Of like, yeah, this like community you get. It's it's a weird weird culture right it's like these weird uh, things i wanted to ask you about the uniforms you never really got around to that do you like the marching band uniforms no 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 do no, god no um no. no it's it's one of those things where it's is it's, that the dark again, <laughs> yeah it's one of them uh yeah i'm, I'm from texas the, you know yeah. like it's hot and you're wearing yeah, layers fair. and you got your boots you got your spats you got your gloves you got your hat you got your why is the hat and all so stuff why is it yeah, why is that so tall? No, we you know, that's, no that's, <laughs> some some people have tall hats some people just have one like a small hat and then a plume yeah. You know, yeah. it's like a thing. Um, I think it's just for the effect because you got to remember everybody's watching marching bands from above. And so That's if you true. can give them something to look at, whether it's the swaying of the hats and all this other stuff, it looks really cool when it's moving downfield. Um, so that's I think that's true. why. It's yeah, better yeah, to, have a, to have a taller hat than like just making the uniforms like bigger, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. be able to see from afar. Yeah, just make the yeah. hat taller. This yeah, my, my hat's fallen off and I've lost my plume. Like I've had a, t- a ton of marching band experiences where things weren't great. Uh, yeah. But, you know, none of that stuff ruins the show. Ruining the show is just like completely going off the rails. But like I said, by the time you're in college, you're a professional. So, yeah, it's not, you know, it's not something that you probably are going to do much of. And then some of these schools, I mean, like Ohio State, some of these bands are just amazing at what they do. Um, and so, you know, um, I think the uniforms give it an extra flair, but you don't need them. I think you could, you could put them out there in shorts and a t-shirt. It still work. Uh, but nobody's like, is well, I shouldn't say nobody. Cause I don't know anything about the, the, like what's happening in the world of marching band, but there's, there's probably be out there like breaking the, breaking the trends of like uh, what traditional marching band outfits look like. There's gotta be right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the traditional is traditional. So they, they lean into that. So you wearing your plume, you wearing your plume, but you know, for the more lackadaisical bands or like for smaller performances, people will wear like bring out like the sweatsuit or, you know, the shorts and the t-shirt with the hat or something. Uh, but like for me, I just, the uniform, it's just too hot. You're sweaty. No, it's like you take, not. you peel off all of that battle armor and it's just like, you're sticky. It's, 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 it's so bad, but that just shows that you've been doing your job. If you're not sweating, then you really weren't, you know, I weren't proud at heart. 
that's true. Um, yeah. All right, that's that's marching band. I think. I mean, you said you could talk about it for hours. Maybe they'll have to come back at some point and talk yeah. more. People can check out uh, your coverage of uh, March. What, what did you did that? Was that a nothing but Netflix uh, show, or that was? Uh, that no, was that was another... a, a one off wrap up. You know, okay, uh, amazing. The yeah. the the show March featured my school again. You see, like the wow. Listen, if this was nothing else, it was just a big promotion for my <laughs> college band. Um, uh-huh. But again, you know, when you're a part of something good, people notice, and so they uh, they made a show on the CW called March to to cover a year in the marching band from my college's uh, my alma mater's uh, perspective. And so it was it uh, it was crazy to see it like that because, like I said, I've been on um, TV numerous times with the band. I, I haven't yeah. even named half of them, but you know, like to see them get a, a show where they're highlighted, it just makes you wish it wasn't on the CW and people actually watched it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it was on the CW. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, if it's not, if it's not arrow or anybody, is anybody watching it? I don't know. Oh uh, yeah. Let's pivot a little bit. Let's talk about week one of the NFL. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Chappelle, I was, uh, I was at a wedding this past weekend. Uh, I was telling my friend, I said, I love you and I'm, I'm glad I'm here more than anywhere else in the world, but it is the opening weekend of TIFF and it is the first weekend of the NFL. Uh, so I was a little bit out of the loop, but for you, what, what was, uh, what were the highlights of uh, uh, week one? And specifically, I know that the Baltimore Ravens ex- pounced the New York Jets. So that has to be exciting. It, it was um, it's bittersweet for me, though, because I don't hate the Jets. See, for me, with the way I watch football is like I have teams that I hate and they have to lose at all costs. And then there's teams yes. that I'm kind of like agnostic to or people that I, I actually care about like the team. And so I want mm-hmm. things to be kinder to them. So by no means did I want uh, the, the Ravens to lose that game. But, yes. you know, I would have liked to see a better showing for the Jets. It was a, it was a pretty bad game for them and it doesn't look great for them moving forward in the season. Um, but I hope you know you know because like I said I don't hate them and uh, one of my quarterbacks used to be the quarterback for the Jets I think he's currently a quarterback for the Jets Joe Flacco and so yeah. you know I, I want the Jets to do well just not against us and so I, kinda, um, I, th- I think yeah. we need to like at some point I would just like for like a Keevan Rob not to continue to suffer as Jets fans you know like let them mm-hmm. like at least like make the playoffs or something like that'd be fun for them uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's what yeah. I'm saying. For Keevan Rob, several others I'm just like you, you've, you've been through enough. Some of these yeah. franchises are just cursed grace. They, ju- they just are uh yeah uh very true uh it feels like uh my takeaway from the weekend is that like wow the chiefs and the bills are still really good (laughs) sadly yeah Yeah. all right well that's probably just gonna be the matchup over on uh, the afc again cool all right i i hate the chiefs but i i i I am pro bills for the most part you know as long as they're not beating Mm -hmm. us i don't really care and so um yeah i i hate the chiefs though i hate them so much and Mm so uh for me i just to see that they were so good again i was just like another one another year where where does that come from where does hating the chiefs come from just uh normally my hatred for a team comes from either us like me feeling like we were slighted by that team (laughs) Uh or like or their fan base being like like uh being like toxic or or hateful toward me and my personal uh needs for the game and uh yeah it's just me and the chiefs fan we haven't seen eye to eye ever since you know lamar jackson patrick mahomes conversation started happening yeah and then listen i patrick mahomes is a great quarterback but y'all gonna have to lay off my quarterback y'all gonna have to (laughs) leave i leave lamar alone yeah and so yeah, they're, they're, uh, I think the last Super Bowl, the, the Chiefs won, um, which was a couple years ago, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I'm pretty sure I thought we should have been in that Super Bowl. And right. so that's where that hatred came from. Okay, that, that's fair. Yeah, because I can immediately understand, like, yeah, I hate the Steelers, I hate the Browns, I hate the Bengals. You know, that all makes Dude, sense to me. How'd uh, you that's know? Like, <laughs> that's <laughs> like, for me, and basically, it's like, I, can ne- I can't really ever root for the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Tampa Bay Rays, the Baltimore Orioles. Like, any other team, there could be a situation where I find myself being like, even the Astros, like, I'd be like, Oh, you're playing the Yankees? I think I'm rooting for the Astros, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but none of none of those teams I will never, ever be be rooting for. Uh, so I, I get that. Any other teams you hate? We could talk about uh, how they did in week one. You want my whole list? Because I can give it to you. Yeah, I want the whole list. Yeah. Okay. Coming in at number eight, the Patriots. They've oh. won too much. And, I, you know, I don't like well, that. I have yeah. good news for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that they might be bad. So yeah, yeah. And, and and I'm happy because of that. Uh, shout out to MJC. I hope he's listening to this. Um, <laughs> number seven, the Raiders. I think their whole their whole organization has been garbage up until this year. Um, I think that they've said some off color things that I didn't like, and personally, their team just doesn't do anything for me. So they're coming in at number seven. Okay, 
Yes. Number seven. I love it. I didn't actually, I, I, sometimes I do. I really like lists. I feel like lists are like a, a very uh, structured. Uh, I like structure, I like routine. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, what's the second segment of the show? It'll be a game. Maybe it's a list. I've often had people be like, give me your top five stories from the start of the season. And now I like this one is uh, what eight teams does Chappelle hate? I like this oh. one a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. You see, I have not yeah. stuttered. I know exactly what I I'm know. talking about. This, you this said is... eight. You said eight so quickly. Like you want all eight. Yeah. This list is in my heart. Okay. We'll see if uh, uh, my team is on there. We'll see. Well, this is a. This will be uh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, coming in next is the Washington Commanders. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they can just go. Um, mm-hmm. I'm happy that they finally changed their mascot. Agreed. But like, yeah. it took it took too long, and proximity wise, it's too close. To, uh, to Baltimore like you know like yeah. I feel like if you're in Baltimore and you're a Commanders fan I just don't understand why but I do get it like you live down the street from these people um, yeah. so for me they just they're out of the running the Chargers have now entered the chat um, okay. I do want to say yeah. the Washington Commanders they beat the Jaguars uh, their defense looked pretty uh, uh, strong uh, but uh, I thought Christian Kirk looked pretty good in the Jaguars debut but uh, alright the Chargers they also win yeah. In week one. Yeah, yeah. It, it was tough for me, man. Because I, I, I hate the Chargers. I hate them mm-hmm. specifically because I think last year I needed them to tie. Um, yeah, to that was a weird. That, Steelers. Yeah, that you end remember? of the season. Yeah, it was like wild. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't mm-hmm. do it. They, uh, I, believe they, I believe they blew the game, I think. Yeah. Uh, like pretty badly. Yeah, they were up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, what the hell was that? So, <laughs> you know, I just I, I just cannot support that team anymore. Yeah. I mean, that was the, the moment they put that that the moment I was done with them. Um, so I love yeah, that the, your hatred of the Pittsburgh Steelers has put into your hatred of the Los Angeles Chargers. I really like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's one mm-hmm. of those things. Uh, number four is the Chiefs. We already talked about that. Yeah. Number three is the Browns because they're the least threatening of the three franchises that I hate the most. Yes, um, fair. I like that. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. Number two is the Bengals because they are the second least threatening. And you see where I'm going with this one. Number one, and I guess this shows a level of respect for them, but also I've hated them since for since as long as I can remember. Also, their mm-hmm. quarterback sucked for mm-hmm. so long. The best thing they have going for them is their amazing coach. And honestly, even he has some moments where I'm just like, what are you doing? Um I cannot even say the name of this team because I don't like putting them number one on anything, but just know uh-huh. that the entire fan base, including Kevin Jacobs, yes. y'all all are on watch. I hate your team. I hate the Pittsburgh Steelers and everyone should know it. Oh, we said their name. Uh, yeah, I had yeah. to. I just wanted everybody to be clear, especially you, Kevin Jacobs. I'm watching. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, okay. I, I think that's what I also, you know, I'm, you know, I don't, hate them but i also don't like the steelers i feel like they were very successful around the uh time when i was like starting to uh, watch at least a little bit uh of football they're, they're just kind of like you know they're and they also had been you know Roethlisberger. so you know. yeah and then yeah. this year i really thought we were so close to getting a Bengals steelers tie for the first game this this year oh my yeah. god grace i was like if please miss this field goal please and you know Saved in overtime, narrowly winning by three, the damn Steelers. And so, like I said, I, I would have preferred the Bengals to win this one. Um, but it, it was fun to see Joe Burrow struggle. So I'll take that. Yeah, Joe Burrow didn't look great. Um, mm-hmm. Well, uh, my team isn't on the list. I'm a Tennessee Titans fan. Um, yeah. So, I'm, you know, you don't need to love them. But uh, cool that they're not like deep-seated hate. Uh, they, they lose yeah. by one point um, uh, against the New York Giants. So that was not super fun. Um, I feel like mm-hmm. the other big story out of uh, week one is like, uh-oh, Dak Prescott is injured. I feel like yeah. everybody immediately, everybody, I, uh, I, I'm participating this year for the first time uh, in the uh, Rahap Fantasy Football uh, League. I feel like this is, uh, well, might be news people. I'm co co-captaining a team with Jordan Kalish. Uh, yes. so that should be, should be fun. Uh, I'm excited uh, uh, for that. Uh, and I just feel like immediately everybody is like, oh no. And at least one league, I took Dak Prescott. Like, oh no, oh no, mm-hmm. this, this is bad. I don't like this. Yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about cursed franchises. Um, it, it hurts me to say it as a Texan, but yeah. dear God, the Cowboys are cursed. And it is just, it, I don't know what um, they did. I could list some things that I, I specifically think that they did, but I don't know what they did for this bad karma. Uh, but they just, it's just not for them right now. Uh, like, I'm not a Cowboys hater, even though it's very popular to be one here in Texas. Yeah, it's um, kind of a little bit, but it's surprising because you're, you're not a fan of either the Texans or the uh, Cowboys. So I thought maybe yeah. they could sneak into your list, but no. 
No, no, no. See, I don't hate them. See, that's the thing. I, I kind of let them cook because they're not in our division. We don't have like a proximity to them. Uh, like I said, the Cowboys, I can hate them for a number of reasons, but I don't. I have a lot of loved ones that love the Cowboys and I mean, love it. It's still, sure. Remember, this is Texas, so that's in their blood. Um, but uh, for me, I just like, I don't want to, I don't want to have to hear about them, you know, and how this was going to be their year and all this other stuff every year. <laughs> so I'm just kind of like, I let them cook. Um, I, and I'm, and it's kind of sad that they went out like this because uh, uh, Dak's out for what eight games or so. Yeah, um, I I do feel bad that like yeah he's he's out for such a long time in game one. I don't think you can come out of a week one loss and be like, well, that would have been our year. I just don't think you proved anything. I don't think you can say that. Let me I don't let think. me tell you about yeah. these deranged people. Okay, no, I saw <laughs> tweets about halfway through before he got hurt, before Dak yeah. got hurt, they were like. Uh, like, well, the defense is getting the game ball this time because, because um, you know, because the offense isn't doing anything, but they're holding up. And I was like, you don't give a game ball to the losers. What kind of <laughs> what kind of loser mentality is it? The game ball? You're losing. You're what are you talking uh, about? There's the old thing in uh, sports that says uh, you can't you you can, you can you can uh, lose the season early on. You can't win the season early on, uh, mm-hmm. which I feel like some people need to be reminded that you you can't win after a week one. So especially yeah. when you lost. <laughs> Right. You'll see yeah. that I'm talking way I'm talking much more poorly about other people's teams than yeah. I am talking highly of my own team because I know better yeah. than to get on here and be like, no, this is our year. There's nothing could go wrong. Listen, I ain't crazy. The Ravens have hurt me before. And so uh, yeah. you know, it was tough to see the Cowboys go through this, but they're not the only cursed franchise. We talked about the Jets, we talked about the Cowboys. I mean, I, it seems like the Texans have inherited their own co- <laughs> curse as well. Yeah. This is some recent actions. The Browns mm-hmm. are never uh in a yeah, great spot. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, honestly, the Lions. It's it's so it must be hard. Yeah, it must be Stafford so hard too to be a going. Fan. Yeah, that's that was tough. Stafford going and yeah, uh, yeah, that's tough. Tough break. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like uh, there was like a little bit of uh, I. The most of the people I know are Buffalo Bills fans. Just again proximity. Um, but I feel like there's mm-hmm. also like a few Lions fans. Uh, but but slowly over the years, it's like. Yeah, I, I don't tell anybody I was a Lions fan. I'm now a fan of this other team. Yeah. And I like a fan base like that. I like a fan base yeah. that they're down and out, but they're riding down. They're telling you, like, we're not good, but we're here. I, I like That's that. Right. Um, and then the other curse team, dear God, the Falcons. Oh, my gosh. How? Yeah. yeah. yeah this is, whew, that, I mean, that's, you got to just. Specific Super Bowl that, uh, yeah, it's uh-huh. like, feels like they're incredibly cursed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this weekend, I mean, they lost to their their rival, their number one rival of all time, the Saints, and they lose by one point. Yeah. It's just like, ah, you know, uh, pain. The other, the other, I think, fun story out of the weekend was kind of uh, Russell Wilson going back and then losing to Seattle. <laughs> it was kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I Russell like Russell Wilson. Wilson. I like him, but yeah. Yeah. Russell Wilson losing. I was like, this is. Interesting, because normally I, when they have like a revenge game, like where you got the player who's coming like off the, you know, from like getting scorned by their team or something like that. I always like to see the player like kind of stick it to him a little bit. Me too. Um, yeah. Yeah. So so I found myself rooting for uh, uh, rooting for um, rooting against. I'm sorry, the Browns this week uh, with the mm-hmm. Panthers because I wanted to uh, to see um, our buddy, um, whatever his name is. I can't even think his name. Um, quarterback. Uh, what is his name? Oh, oh, you quarterback. Sasha's going to yell at me. Um, but anyway, Baker <laughs> Mayfield. Baker oh, Mayfield. Maybe. I wanted yeah, to see yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. yeah destroy the, and, and it didn't, it didn't happen. Um, but they did win. I mean, I mean, they did lose to the Browns. So I was kind of like, this is a lose lose for me. Um, mm-hmm. But I wanted, I wanted Russ to come back and do some things. He did not. It was also, he, fun he was okay. He was totally fine. It's just like they, they lost. Like, yeah, they lost. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. then you have Aaron Rodgers on the other side who could not get off the ground during his whole entire game. Like, I mean, they were just they they killed the man. Uh, you know, yeah. I saw I saw a clip, uh, Grace, that he he was giving uh CM Punk vibes oh. um, during his media <laughs> scroll. <laughs> yeah, have you yeah, I mean, well, uh I know the wrestling wrap up uh, covered uh covered that uh, uh last weekend, but it's been pretty exciting over in the world of wrestling. But yeah, CM Punk is lost. I think similar to Aaron Rodgers when he came when Aaron Rodgers came back, like uh it was like I don't get vaccinated. Uh CM Punk has come back and be like, Yeah, I'm just gonna burn all the goodwill I had for many, many years. <laughs> I like yeah. to throw that all in the trash. Yeah. And 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 that's what Aaron Rodgers did. So I mean, uh, it wasn't it wasn't fun seeing somebody who's so talented get the you know the snot beat out of them. But yeah, I did watch. You know. Yeah, you know that's fine. Uh, all right, you're uh, uh, Dolphins coming to visit you uh, in Baltimore. I mean, you're not in Baltimore, but uh, yeah. Do you? Yeah. yeah. And how did this happen? Also, by the way, I didn't. How did how did you end up a Baltimore Ravens fan? Yeah, it's actually a very simple story. So when I was in Houston, I was an Oilers fan, yes. and then uh, we our team left. Um, 
yeah. and our team went to uh, Tennessee. And uh, mm-hmm. during that time, I needed to find a team. And in the yeah. re- interim, I became a Ravens fan. And then the Texans came and I was like, well, I can't jump ship now. I'm already all in. And so uh, I, I'm almost a lifelong uh, Ravens fan at this point. I've been a Ravens fan more, more times, more than I've been, you know, any other fan of any uh, football yeah. team. So Raven, yeah. cool logo, cool colors, uh, has great yeah. players. You know, that's perfectly acceptable. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, pretty, anybody could tell me they're a fan of anything. I'll pretty much be like, yeah, that's cool. You should be a fan of whatever you want. No, <laughs> except no. the Steelers, right? Yeah. Except right. the Steelers is what I'm learning. No. Absolutely yeah. not. And also, why is Akiva a fan of the Spurs? Make it make sense. You know, and so I think I he's explained that. I mean, they had a dynasty at one point, you know, uh, oh, so he was on the bandwagon. That's what I'm here. OK, sounds good. I can't. I can't. I, I mean, I try to justify it that I became like a Liverpool FC supporter right before they literally won every championship, <laughs> so, so like, <laughs> like the year before. And then they went on to win like Europe, in, uh, England, Europe and the world. And I was just like, I promise I didn't jump on this bandwagon, but it does very much seem like I jumped on this bandwagon. So, yeah, you know, you know, the most most recent fan base i joined oh the the kraken the kraken Uh, that's fun that's very fun yeah yeah it's like i felt like it was a brand new team yeah nobody was going to accuse me of being a bandwagon fan and uh they are going to be bad long enough to where you know uh i can like really like get a good like like uh feel for being in the trenches you know you get really invested when you're losing Those uh the Golden Knights kind of like ruined the idea that like uh I feel like uh they messed a lot of people up when they just became immediately good <laughs> uh-huh. uh, for and a bit there. Yeah, they're kind of bad again, but it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And Phil T, I believe, hopped on that bandwagon right before the Golden Knights got good. Like he picked the team the and Knights. then they ended up being amazing. Yeah. And so um we hate the Golden Knights in this household. Well, Phil T should I mean, not gonna be a Leafs fan. Like, I don't know. That's still mm-hmm. kind of blast. Yes, you know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have to suffer with us. Can I talk about cursed teams? Suffer with us up in Toronto. Um. <laughs> anyway, that's week one. Uh, week two on the horizon. Uh, so fun to have you on, Chappelle. This is great. Yes, we do not podcast together enough. We 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 can't cover all the ground that we cover <laughs> if we keep podcasting <laughs> together. So that's we go through this like once or twice a year. <laughs> fair. Yeah. Uh. Well, speaking of what else you're on, and now it's time to like spend 30 minutes on plugs. What what else? Uh, where else can people find you? Right, and I've actually been really bad at doing my plugs lately. I always forget something, so I'm just going to go really slow. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. So this week, uh, mm-hmm. Atlanta on FX is coming back, yes. and so my season, Latanya Starks. Yes, the final season, hopefully. Yeah. Um, so, so myself, Latanya Starks, and Mari Forth will be covering Atlanta on post show recaps. Uh, so check that out on Silent Podcast. Sasha Joseph and I are covering Never Have I Ever season three. Yes. Uh, we're about halfway through, and we're trying to get the episodes out very quickly. And so uh, subscribe to uh, Never Have I Ever by Silent Podcast to keep up with what we're doing over there, or just catch us on Silent Podcast and leave us some reviews. You know all that good stuff. Um, this week on Nothing But Netflix, we are covering. Um, something you know, we're covering End of the Road, <laughs> I believe it's called, yes. and it is the Queen Latifah and Ludacris uh film. It's a thriller, and so uh, me and Rob are going to do some thrilling stuff this week. Last week, we talked about Dated and Related with Kirsten McKinnis, and yes. that was less thrilling, uh, but I enjoyed it. Rob and Kirsten are shaming me for liking it so much. It was just it was mildly entertainment, you know. Uh, uh, Queen Latifah was in uh, in uh, I, I love that she was just Adam Sandler's husband in Hustle, so I, yeah, she was, she was really great in that. So I, I yeah. you know, bring yeah, give me the Queen Latifah movie, End of the Road. Yeah, our, our, one of our uh, nothing but Netflix all stars because we definitely talked about Hustle as well. So right. yeah, uh, bringing that back around um, this week, uh, I will be on the Big Brother Twenty Four Wednesday recap mm-hmm. episode to talk about the things that are happening in this week, the horrible thing that happened to Taylor. Um, uh-huh. You know, <laughs> and mm-hmm. then and I and I'm going to speak on it. I have things to say, and so check that out on Rob has a podcast as well. Um, I'm going to forget something now. Oh, on post show recaps, I am still talking about The Walking Dead. And so, uh, oh, this yes. week, yeah, we are talking about the last two episodes of Tales of the Walking Dead, the Walking Dead anthology series. Myself, mm-hmm. Jessica Lee, AJ Mass, and Josh Wiggler are covering that. So, uh, stay tuned to that as well. Um, and I think that's it, but I'm probably wrong. But uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. And I might surprise you. I definitely will surprise you with something else that I'm doing because I can't remember what it is. 
yeah, that's right. Uh, that's that's the move. It's like, well, if I forgot anything, you should just be following me on Twitter. So uh, I'll let you know what I'm doing. So right. that's the move. Uh, this was Tremaine Chappelle. Uh, I'm going to do my plugs later. I'm going to I'm gonna do them by myself. I like to do them by myself. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Yeah, I like to talk to the audience before we leave. So uh, that's oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, love having you on. You're welcome back anytime uh, to slander uh, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, like they yes. should be. I don't mean to say that in like, uh, oh, no. No, no. Uh, they just deserve it. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. So I appreciate you coming on. Thanks so much. Talking about marching man. Uh, until next time. Bye-bye. All right. Well, there you have it. Chappelle. Uh, he did leave out a plug, which I thought I'd mention. He, he was reminded of it immediately after it ended. I believe he's talking about cruel intentions on shit. 90 shows taught me with Jess Sterling and Sir Ferguson to uh, previous co-hosts and good friends of mine over there on shit. 90 shows. I did not co-host shit. 90 shows. I've just done podcasts with them. Um, but yeah, check Chappelle out on that. I am covering House of the Dragon each Sunday with Mike Bloom. Uh, we get on the podcast immediately after the episode ends, about 15 minutes, and then uh, talk for a while until our heart's content and we feel like we've got all of our immediate reactions out into the ether and get into your pod Sunday night or early Monday morning. Uh, also, a new board game show, Roll Call, just dropped over on the Rap YouTube page. We'll be looking to stream future episodes on Twitch and then put them up on YouTube afterwards. So look forward to that. Um, wrapped up a few things on post-show recaps recently, a league of their own, what we do in the shadows and the Sandman uh, uh, covered all three of those shows that, and they recently ended. All three were very good and are worth checking out. So check that out. I'm on Twitter at high from grace. If you have suggestions for future topics for the show, please let me know. You could send me a message uh, on Twitter, either by tweeting at me, you can send me a DM. Uh, or I'm at, uh, you can email me at grace at posterrecaps.com and I will get your email that way as well. Uh, I think that's it for now. Look forward to week number two in the NFL, the baseball season. Uh, of course, the playoff races, everybody's scoreboard watching uh, is very fun. Uh, the Premier League is in full swing. The NFL and the NBA are around the corner. So it's a very exciting time to be a sports fan. Uh, until uh, next time, the podcast is over. 